Hello, and my name is Mark. Welcome to episode five of the Fitness for Humans podcast. Today, we're going to discuss intermittent fasting. For those of you not familiar, intermittent fasting is when you basically just eat your food, all your meals, all your all any anything that you ingest is basically consumed within a certain window throughout the day. This is the only diet that is kind of trendy that I actually would recommend. I've had some good success with this, both short-term and long-term. And this is a diet that actually has very positive long-term effects as opposed to the negative long-term effects that you see with certain diets like the keto diet. Um, One thing that's important to remember if you are going to pursue any kind of fasting window is to ease into it. Anytime you start anything new with your body, you know, you want to take it slow. You know, your body's used to certain things chemically. And to kind of put a shock on your system would create some very adverse effects. So, like, if you're going to jump into intermittent fasting, don't go straight to a four-hour window. I would never recommend a four-hour window anyway, um, even to people who are experienced intermittent fasters. But definitely, you don't want to just jump into something like that. You know, you know, most people eat all day, throughout the day. So, if your body's used to having something as soon as you wake up in the morning, say, say you slept nine hours at night, you've gotten up in the morning, you've had breakfast and you've snacked throughout the day, you've had your lunch, you've had your dinner and you had a snack before bed. If you're sleeping nine hours a day, that means 15 hours throughout the day is where you're used to consuming food, you know, 15 hour window where your body's used to having some sort of intake. So easing into it that way your body can kind of just start to slowly come off of that. Um, you know, increasing the fasting window, I'd say, say, say to start, if you're used to eating 15 hours a day, you know, maybe, maybe cut it to 12 you know, just to start, you know, and then see where you're at week by week. Just go, just measure it week by week. And if you feel good and you feel confident that you can, you know, shorten your window by an hour starting the next week, shorten your window by an hour. Doing too much too fast leads to failure. Um, you, you know, jumping into something like that causes obviously frustration, irritability, um, no results, which is the cause of your frustration, you know, and your body could go into starvation mode, which would be the adverse effect of what you would be hoping to accomplish with intermittent fasting. Because if your body's in starvation mode, then you're going to start storing calories, which is going to turn to fat. And who wants that? (laughs) Um, one thing that's important to remember is breakfast is the most important meal, but it doesn't have to be the first thing in the morning. So it can be whenever you start your eating window. So say you eventually get down to an eight-hour eating window. Breakfast can be that first meal. Say you eat from 10 in the morning to 6 in the evening. It can be at 10 o'clock, even if you're getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, the only thing that I would make an exception for in the morning if you're you know, in your fasting state, or in the evening for that matter, is um, you can have water, but black coffee is a good thing to have in the morning. And I'll, I'll touch base on that in a little bit later, but, uh, that's the only exception that I typically make when I'm in my, in, not in my eating window and I'm in, in my fasting window. Um, but, uh, they say that the best results for the intermittent fasting is anywhere from six to eight hours of an eating window. I personally do nine. I find that it's a good enough, I find a good enough results with nine where I'm not driving myself crazy and I can still, you know, consume food relatively normal. So, and I, and I have good results from it. Um, a lot of the benefits that come from intermittent fasting, one, I mean, reducing acne and inflammation. I mean, I, uh, maybe that's not a big thing for a lot of people as you get older. Yeah, it definitely will start to be. So it's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Um, but one thing to kind of look at is when you have a workout and you're doing damage to your muscles, your muscles need time to recover. Well, when you're eating food, 
your digestion process is a very violent process internally and your stomach needs time to recover. And that's kind of where that fasting window is beneficial for your stomach. It allows your stomach to kind of recover from that process. Um, better energy. I mean, studies have shown that we perform better in a fasted state, both physically and mentally. And that is, you know, to start the day, you know, in, in the fastest state, obviously get you right on the right track as far as, you know, for your day. So, you know, better performance, you know, is definitely something that we could all, you know, benefit from. Uh, one thing to make sure that you do when you are in fasting is to make sure you're stopping your eating window three hours before you sleep. Now, your body will digest food throughout the night, even while you're sleeping, which adversely affects your sleep. So giving yourself that three hour window before you're going to bed will, will improve your sleep for sure. And, and I would actually take that a step farther and I would stop drinking anything too in the, in the, in the three hours before bed, because I'm for one as one of those people that, you know, if I, if I have something to drink too late, I'll get up in the middle of the night and that's interrupting my sleep. So, you know, obviously we need a certain amount of rapid eye movement and interrupting the sleep affects that. So something to kind of keep in mind there. Um, I mean, the, 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 the old adage of eating bed before or eating food before bed causes you to gain weight. That's that that's not really the issue. Um, the, the, the issue is basically your digestion. Um, one good benefit that I hesitate to mention, but it, it is a benefit is, you know, the fasting in the inner the, the window, the smaller window allows for a margin of error in your diet. Now, this is something that I, I uh, like I said, I hesitate mentioning, but do not abuse this. This isn't justification for us to eat whatever we want, whenever we want in this window. I mean, this is, you know, just kind of, I guess, a buffer. Um, so if we do decide to indulge in stuff, make sure that we're still consuming in moderation. Obviously, you know, we're looking for overall health here. Um, smaller windows lead for less opportunity for calorie intake um, just by nature. So if you're somebody that counts your calories, um, you know, obviously having a smaller window to consume food, you know, obviously you just naturally reduce your calorie intake because you don't have as big of a window to take in calories. Um, anytime you do pursue a intermittent fasting lifestyle, make sure you minimize your exceptions. Exceptions are made for holidays and vacations and such, but try to try to minimize that. Obviously the big holidays where we get together, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, obviously we want to indulge in those things. But when you're on vacation, say you go on a week-long vacation and they have that you know, all you can eat breakfast buffet every morning at the hotel, you know, try to limit that to one to two times for the week while you're on vacation. Just, you know, just staying true to, to the fasting most days because, I mean, one, you don't want to use a vacation for justification and it can lead to immediate weight gain because your body's been used to fasting and it's hard to readjust when you get back into the mode. I mean, the intermittent fasting, remember, this is something you ease into. It takes a lot of time to to kind of adjust to and when we, you know, make exceptions for our fasting window, it, it's so much easier to fall out of that habit. Now, one thing that's kind of a, a little side note is it is important to have cheat meals every once in a while that are basically a thousand calories or more to keep your body guessing. So if you're somebody that's dieting and you're, 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 you're watching your calorie intake, obviously, if you're trying to lose weight, you need to have a calorie deficit. But your body eventually will adjust to that. So if you have one to two cheat meals a week where you're consuming over a thousand calories, that keeps your body guessing. So that way it doesn't go into that starvation mode and you can continue to burn the calories and, and, and lose the weight. 
So uh, going back to one thing that we touched on earlier, black coffee being the exception for, you know, the intermittent fasting, um, like the fasting window. It's just the ex exception in the morning. Obviously, you want to stop any caffeine intake by noon if you're able to. But uh, the important thing is just the digestive benefit from coffee. Now, making sure that if you are having coffee, that you are having it black. Um, maybe if you use any kind of natural sweetener, that's okay. But uh, try not to have any cream or anything like that in your coffee because that actually counteracts the digestive benefit from the coffee. Um, like I said before, this only applies in the morning. You know, you definitely don't want to drink coffee before you try to go to sleep. <laughs> um, anytime you wake up in the morning and you're going to have coffee, make sure you start with a cup of water first um, and alternate between cups of coffee. Coffee has digestive benefits, but is also an astringent. So that means it's going to make you dehydrated. You're going to go to the bathroom more. Um, so you definitely want to try to counteract that with water when you can. Uh, don't ex exceed three cups per day. Um, which is, you know, the maximum that they would recommend as far as achieving the maximum digestive benefit from the coffee. Coffee having the polyphenols in it, which is good for your stomach. And, you know, try to be done with that by noon if you can. So, let's recap. Uh, fasting is important for stomach recovery, but make sure you ease into it, okay? Too much too fast leads to failure. And think long term. I mean, obviously, this isn't just something that we're looking to do short term and then, you know, be done. Obviously, you know, with all the benefits that come with this, this is this is a lifestyle now. So if this is something that you're interested in pursuing, I definitely recommend it. Um, but uh, like I said, just make sure you focus on the keys, you know, to getting started. So hopefully this has been beneficial for you. Until next time, so long.